What's up, you guys? My name is Kim, and you are listening to another episode of Love and Lamar, a very random podcast about life and pop culture. Two friends with me. Introduce yourself, Darnell. We friends? Anyway. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> nah. oh, oh, that's how we're going to start? Okay. Okay. Uh, it's, it's your boy, Darnell, from the Delivery Podcast. Uh, you know, I just came here to uh, show my support and talk that talk. It's your boy, Maze. Just a regular dude out here living life. <laughs> just happen to be friends with somebody who does a podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Funny how that happens. Funny. So... Today we have a lot to talk about. Um, I know there's been tons of things happening this past week. That's really an understatement. But I want to give you guys some positivity, something uh, fun to listen to in the midst of everything that's been going on. We're going to touch on it a little bit because I got to get some of this off my chest. But uh, first, we're going to start talking about what we came here for. So... The festival is coming up. Good Vibes Music Festival. If you listened to the last episode, you heard us plug it. It is going to be July 16th um, at RBC from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Dallas Hip Hop. Before we get into that, though, X actually sent me a text message about this. So apparently Sprite has decided to put Tupac lyrics on their cans. Now, I have thoughts. I have lots of thoughts, but I want to get into y'all's thoughts first. X. They also put grown symbol lyrics on there, too. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Grown serious. Hello to the... Uh, goodbye to the bottom. Hello to the top. Grown symbol chorus. Why? And Super Duper Fly by Missy Elliott. Okay. Why? Okay. Let me ask you this. What do you... Okay. So, if Tupac was alive right now, do you think they would be putting his lyrics on a can? Hell no. No. Definitely not. So why do you think they're all of a sudden putting his lyrics in my hand? I mean, I mean, there's nobody left to really stop him because you know, rest in peace. His mom died. Right, right. The only thing left is his child that he had. Right. So I mean, I mean, she got other fights to fight besides you know Sprite, and then also I mean they're not gonna let Tupac die, it, which is really fucked up to say. But I mean, look, not too long ago we had a, we had a hologram. We celebrate his birthday, like we gonna see the nigga uh, <laughs> at a birthday party, and then you always see, see see somebody on Twitter. Hey man, I saw this dude look just like Pac, do right here. Hey, we got they got the Tupac uh, buyout uh, a movie. Yeah, biopic. Yeah, coming the up. Nigga ain't came out with a new song lately. <laughs> Bro, real I know. talk. It's Dead, been a minute. No, it's been I a think. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I do be thinking Tupac be alive sometimes because the last person I heard him do a feature with was Trey Songz. That's just like a while now when they was playing. Uh, and then niggas, niggas, we try to convince you. Nah, that was back in the nineties. Like, right, really? right, right, right. Really? Was five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Remember on Wild Enough, they was like, my boy Mike Jones is so fly, he did a song with Tupac yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Or Dave Chappelle, you have been the song, you have been the club when the Tupac CD come on. <laughs> the song might skip, might skip. Man, Talking man. about the George W. Smith. What about Obama? <laughs> like, like, what, 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 
the song a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just really feel, I, I don't know. I feel like people don't really appreciate people like Tupac or Biggie or whoever until they're dead. Like, hip-hop, we, I, I feel like the hip-hop community really gave him his roses while he was, he was here, but not maybe to the extent that we're doing it now just because he has reached legendary status unfortunately because he was killed but like when you take an entity like sprite and you put tupac lyrics on sprite a sprite can does that water down what he did because sprite will rip an endorsement from somebody if they look at somebody wrong yeah, I mean, for Which real. Which is crazy, because Tupac was way too controversial for Sprite. That's what I'm saying. And then how dare you take the best, one of the best. We just listen to Keep Your Head Up. Yeah. And it gets better. It's like wine. It gets better like as you get yes. older. Yes. Man, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, that goes back to the, they won't let Tupac die uh, process. It's like a gift and a curse. It's yeah. like, oh, we'll never forget your, uh, how how dope you were. But, you know, we're going to put you on T-shirts. We're going to put you on shoes. We're going to put you on, on, on spray cans. We're going to put you on this. Uh, we're we're, we're going to make money off your black ass. We're going to yeah. get Anthony Mackie to play you in Notorious. Oh, Man. God. Hi, I'm Tupac. So bad. That's basically what he's Anthony like. Anthony Mackie needs to play nobody but himself, in my opinion, because I don't think he's a very good actor, but that's another Okay, calm down. Day. He was like, hi, I'm uh, Tupac. He was good in Avengers. Yeah, true. Okay. I'll give you that. Hey. Um. Oh, what I was going to say, though, was, like, if you look at Tupac and what he was talking about, the, t- the types of things that he was talking about, that does not comply with Sprite, or a corporate Or a corporate environment. Exactly. Yeah. So what is his? what are his lyrics doing on a Sprite can? When I get free, motherfuckers better watch their ass. Soon as I get released, I'm a cash. This is time like With everything that he stood for and the things he was trying to do for, for uh, like people who are are overlooked all the time, like Sprite represents big business, and I doubt very seriously he would want to be a part of that. He wasn't like a MC Hammer or like a, a Run DMC. Like yeah, they were with like, Adidas. MC Hammer was with everybody. Like MC Hammer is yeah, with like, those like things that you hang pictures like, yeah, up like with Tupac now. Wouldn't wanna- <laughs> Tupac wasn't one of those uh, black people who you see him in a commercial. Man, I show sure love this Popeye's chicken. Like yeah. I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't imagine Tupac with uh, you know, with his dashiki and shit on, you know, doing that. Uh, or you know, uh, I couldn't imagine Tupac being quote unquote a spokesman for something so uh, corporate. Like I couldn't imagine. Uh, uh, I couldn't imagine like Tupac uh, selling skinny tea or none of those other <laughs> type of, of things. Tupac in a Billy Mays commercial. Hey, my nigga, you want to know how I lost weight? <laughs> uh, Tupac <pie>? here. <laughs> Are you tired of your gutters? <laughs> my name is Tupac. Man, Are you tired of not your 40 not lasting? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, right. Like, could you Stop. imagine him being like Montel, the way he is now in these mortgage reversal commercials? Man, like, hey, hey, no disrespect to Montel. Montel getting that money. That's hey, true. Because, I mean, I may not like all the shit he be doing, but I ain't going to it. I can't act like I don't like the Montel voice. This nigga could be saying whatever the fuck he want to say, but he can sell some shit. I don't care. He true. can he can sell some shit just with his tone of voice. True. Hey, guys, you, 
you don't know if you're gonna live that long but hey we had life <laughs> we had this uh, uh life insurance for to cover you and your family for whatever you need to get away with murder my lawyers will <laughs> like he got the voice for it yeah, to say what true. he want to say and and people are willing to hear it he's not, like the not billy d you, williams not, of regular people yeah. yeah if that wasn't the cadence too <laughs> i'll give you that darnell that so um are you guys for or against it is i guess the bottom line like uh i'm against it but then again it's corporate america mm-hmm. i mean they, they ain't never ask a black person <laughs> i don't know i don't really drink sprite like that i ain't never mixed no uh sprite with no whiskey so hey man but you know that sounds disgusting. I, but you know what yes. but you know what? i know this sound fucked up but like i can imagine tupac on like a brisk why because <laughs> you remember no for real though because you remember eminem was on brisk where they had a clay, com- yeah, clay do for yeah. love, Tupac. Yeah, I can see that. You know what? I can see him more with like Mountain Dew. The reason why I said that is because, when, well, maybe not Mountain Dew because they had Tyler the know, Creator. Uh, yeah, and they banned his commercial. You know what? Tupac could do Red Bull. Perfect. I don't think I don't think Tupac would do so. I think he would. He, you might be right. He would probably do a juice. Okay, I can a see a bottle that. of juice. Okay. Hey, you want Tropicana? Like whoa! Like, I don't know about Tropicana. But you know what? What's that one? What's that one uh, orange juice they sell? Simply orange or something? Some orange. I'm trying to remember the name. I can see him right with like Big Red. Come on, that's a, that's a little niggerish. <laughs> Even Tupac. That's, that's a, like, am throwing I being up niggerish? gang signs in a Big Red commercial. <laughs> yeah, boy, nah. Now they got Big Blue. What? They got Big Blue. They got Pineapple. I'm like, damn, where y'all get all this? Yeah, they have Pineapple. Hey, my nigga, you remember RC? Who RC Cola? I mean, damn, who I'll be looking nah, you won't believe it. I I was in Mesquite Bullshitting, uh, and I went to this gaming store. You won't believe which soda I saw in the goddamn soda machine. Dr. Skipper. Nah. Uh Surge. You remember? Yeah. Why yeah, I remember that. was that in there? I don't know, but it was two dollars and it was worth it. Cause I was like, damn. Somebody found Fruitopia and Big Lots. I ain't I ain't <laughs> I ain't seen this in forever, man. When how like, the six pack is? <laughs> hey, you remember Sm- uh, Sprite Remix? Did you check the expiration date? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I was like, I thought to myself, like, damn, I wonder how old that six pack is. <laughs> Tokyo ain't been around. I know, I know we're getting off the topic, but you know they dropping uh, Crystal Pepsi in, in November. Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, and then uh, you remember when the anniversary of uh, Back to the Future came? Yeah. They dropped Pepsi Perfect. That sounds that? that sounds fancy, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what is that? Sparkling water soda? Is that what that is? What uh the uh what a what a Pepsi Pepsi flavored sparkling water? N- nah, it's literally like, it looked like Sprite, but it's Pepsi. What? Seriously, that's know. an interesting question though. What kind of soda did Tupac like with his Roscoe's? Yeah. I don't know. Or what mm. kind of soda would he... If he was going to be the spokesperson for any company, well, I... Okay, here's the criteria I feel like it would have to have. Okay. It would have to be a black-owned company, I'm sure. Okay. That eliminates a lot. That eliminates most. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I mean, like... Because black businesses only make up maybe 5 to 10% of the whole U.S. market. It does. So, And yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but if you are uh, subscribed to Black and, Se- Black and Sexy TV or Black and Sexy Now, whichever one it is, they have a show called uh, 30, uh, 30, 30 Black for 30 or something like that. Yeah. Where they had to only shop at black owned businesses for 30 days. And they found themselves driving from like LA all the way to Inglewood or all the way to Compton or all the way like hours to get gas. Like, that I don't know. Like a trip to South Dallas for us. I don't know how in the hell they did it. And I don't know how, if I decided I was going to do that to try to support other black people doing something, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. But you know what? Dead ass. Uh, it's the way the world's going, and I don't feel like putting more money in politicians or cops or other people who got more money and more power than me. Putting more money in their hands to a certain degree, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that uh opposed to it because mm-hmm. we're getting to that point where I'm really looking at myself when I buy something that and I know it's not gonna benefit me mm-hmm. down the line. Yeah. Like it made me look at Nike and Jordans different, especially Jordans. I, oh god! It made me look at Jordans different. Like, okay, I I know this is 
a black face on it, but I I know that's it. Yeah, that's it. Or hell, it fucked me up going to Starbucks. I'm like, damn, why why we ain't got our own top of the line coffee shop? Well, and you know what, honestly. If they put one in the hood, I think it would work. It yeah. just it would just have to have like some donuts and some actual food besides mm-hmm. the coffee. But yeah, yeah it I, could work. I think what it, part of it is we don't really look for it. Like I don't think there's. I tried. I have searched for this. I've searched for like a database for like black owned businesses in the area to see if there's anything close to me, and I couldn't really find one. The one I did find was like outdated. So what? I, uh, where are you? Uh, no, nah, it wasn't that. I forgot what it was called. But, like, I, I think part of it is we don't really look, like, seek it out to support it. And then another thing is I think that we, we are, some of us are kind of, like, tunnel vision on how we are going to make a living or how to survive or whatever. And that the only way is to be, like, in corporate America, do your nine to five, get your retirement, and then that's it, you know? So I don't think all of us really are, are uh, have the mindset to start something of our own. Uh, I, I totally gotta disagree because, like I said, the uh the ties are shifting, and we're get, and we're getting to that point where we we can't justify where our money go. We can't justify us not protecting ourselves, and we can't justify being broke no more. Cause being broke is damn near a death sentence. Like I I hate to be that blunt, but it is. If you ain't got no money, you can't make it work. I mean, if you don't have enough money, you can't make it work. You can't make it work. You don't have a paycheck. You don't have a paycheck. You get sick, you dead. The Walking True. Dead. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, what uh, uh, what was your thoughts on the uh, Tupac and uh, you know where where he would uh, go if he was gonna sign up with a business? I don't see Tupac endorsing anybody because he was really sure. against you know white America and the man. <laughs> see Tupac just rapping. He rap he rapped about uh, you know stuff that. Corporate America wouldn't touch with a stick from now, 50 feet away. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a, um, the devil's advocate to this. Okay. And true, Tupac is Tupac. He's going to do what he's going to do. Understood. But, like, look at how hip-hop is now compared to what it was in the 90s. Now, commerce and hip-hop are, like, in bed together. One and the same. Every single rapper that is on top has some sort of type of business or endorses some sort of company. So in order for Tupac to stay afloat, would he have to do something like that? Even though we know he is like one of the best rappers of all time. I think I think he would co-sign like uh, maybe, maybe like Apple Tunes. I think he would be more into institutions mm-hmm. like... Like Apple Music, music. you know, title. Okay. Like, uh, I think he would go that lane. Okay. And then, you know, probably do some shit we weren't even thinking about. Like, at my job, I literally have to find clients who want our service. Uh And you have to find a business that makes a certain amount of money. Little did I know, uh, you know, Fruit of the Loom. Mm Mm-hmm. And like Fruit of the Loom is worth $2 billion. And then, like, it's this other company named. Uh, meat undies. Yeah, I've heard of that. They they make they pulling in a hundred million. Randall tried to steal some of those <laughs> cowboys. Man, so I think Tupac would make a move like that okay. that nobody would be thinking about. And and I mean, who who really gets dropped from an underwear line? Or or like <laughs> he would do some stuff like that, like Tupac eggs or Tupac. Like I know I'm dead <laughs> in. Tu, uh, Tupac milk. Like some shit, <laughs> some shit that if he quote on, is that for real? Tupac eggs, for real. Oh my god, I would buy exclusively <laughs> Tupac eggs. What would, they be, what would this cereal be called? Tupac crisps. <laughs> Tupac crisps uh, now. Machiavelli munchies. Oh right. shit, but that would be the shit. That's so weird thinking about him in context with like what hip hop is like today. It's so different if you think about it. It it is. It's like night and day, man. Like uh like I'm not even trying to be funny. Like kids who are like 14, 13, they will really be like young thug is their Tupac almost. Oh, hell no. If you don't know the lyrics to keep your head up, she's too young for you, bro. Or Brenda's got a baby yeah. or or uh that's how influential like Tupac was though. We all know that when we know a black person named Brenda, what do we always do behind their back? 
Don't you know she's got <laughs> Oh, wait, they've been sung that song to at least once or twice. Like, you know, Brenda, yeah, Brenda with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Because at the end of the day, it's just uh it's just crazy that, you know, he didn't get to finish his legacy. But now so many people, years after his death, are still eating off of him. True. That's why I was so against him being on Sprite Cans. So. He would have a Reebok sponsorship though. Okay, I, I can you see know that. what I, I can, can see, see him with shoes or if something they, like that. If they sponsor Kendrick Lamar, they would sponsor because Adidas only sponsors like happy because I'm happy black people. True, I feel like uh, he would if he was going to sponsor any he if he was going to be the the face of any company it would be something that he actively like consumes, something that he actively like wears or eats or two pockets, two pockets, two pockets. I want this to happen. <laughs> Maybe this is the name of the episode, Tupac Eggs. I don't know. Uh, Tupac or Chris. told me this that uh post malone was supposed to be on the double xl list and he ended up not being a part of it speculation all over the place <laughs> thank so, god <laughs> so, i mean who else is talented on this i mean really Come on, let's, let's, not, let's not go let's there just, let, I'm you try, know what i feel i'm like really that. trying not to hold, yeah, hold my tongue let's over not here. get on that I'm really yeah. trying to hold my tongue Cause over Cause I here. think they was very accurate. I don't know if y'all both seen the Double uh, XL cover where they took all the rappers that was on there and replaced them with trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dicky was the like, white trash bag. Yeah, yeah who like? Who, but then again, Lil Dicky ain't trash. Who Flat the fuck out. is Lil Yachty? Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Professional rapper was kind of creative though. Whoa. Okay. Slow your roll, Sometimes. fella. Sometimes. Slow it down, fella. So- you know what? We're not gonna have an argument like you this know what. Episode. You know what? This is another thing that makes me mad. This, this like when you when you never mind. I, I'm, you know yeah, what grinds not, my this gears. Your this your podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to keep that in mind. This is your podcast. Where was I? Little Dicky. We're off him. Wow. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Post Malone was gonna be uh, a part of the the freshman to, for 2016. There was speculation that he's trying to get in the country or something. And so he decided he wanted to like moonwalk off of being a part of the freshman list. And then there was also talks about how he didn't want to be, he didn't want this to influence his career because it's kind of like the death sentence for lots of people who are part of the freshman list, which I do agree because look at how many people were on the freshman list and you don't know, you haven't heard shit from them since their year. So that is all kind of, irrelevant what i want to know is what you guys think about how he was kind of uh presenting himself he wasn't really presenting himself as a, a dallas rapper he was presenting himself as a, a syracuse new york rapper so do you think that since post malone was kind of like our our guy for this this era that there will be another that will come after him? If so, who do you think it will be? And if not, do you have any feelings about him not really claiming Dallas? That's being a culture vulture. I mean. Who? Oh, oh. Post Malone. 
He's a culture vulture? Yeah. Why do you say that? He basically, you claim in Syracuse, New York. Have you ever been to Syracuse? I don't want to. Super white. Okay. Thanks. When you think Syracuse, think Syracuse University. That's it. <laughs> wow. You you know what? I'm a, I'm a, look. I'm from Pleasant Grove, and I'm literally two traffic lights away from Mesquite. I know where niggas try to be like, "Oh, you from Mesquite?" I'm like, "No, sir. I'm from Dallas, Texas." I don't don't I I get to choose where I'm from because I'm born here. I like I. I mean, it's the hood, ain't that too much to like, but I mean, I like where I was born. Let me claim that. So I really can't uh, understand from a personal level why he wouldn't say, hey, I'm from Dallas. This is where I was born. His dad but works but for as far Cowboys. as, but as far as what? he works for what? His dad works. His dad is the head concession over the concessions department for the Cowboys. Oh. Like, like, like I said, man. Breakfast uh, Club. He said that on Breakfast Club. It's out there. Like, uh, like for. For his uh for business reasons, okay, I can see why you might claim somewhere else than Dallas, cause what? because Dallas done whether you want to believe it or not, Dallas done had his stars. We got Erica Badu, we got Doc, we got Vanilla Ice. We, we do we claim that? No, no, let's not claim Vanilla Ice. <laughs> but like no. I said, but I'm saying he I'm, renounced well, his Dallas faith when he told people he was from Compton. Like I said, <laughs> my God, and. Also Detroit. Like I said, uh, I mean, business-wise, everybody needs to be attached. Uh, I kind of talked about this on uh, Friday with another podcast. Everybody wants to be attached to the winning team. True. And business-wise, it just works. Now, on a personal level, if that was like one of my homeboys who I've seen, uh, like, uh, you might think I'm lying, but uh, you ever heard of an artist uh, called Ricky Blue. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Okay, like we went to elementary, high school, and his brother, and me and his brother went to uh El Central. Rodney. Yeah, I know. Him. I know yeah. both of them. Yeah, I know both of them. I know they both from Pleasant Grove, and they still claim that. Yeah, about that. And uh, Ricky live in California now. Yeah, still talking about Dallas. So yeah, so when you come to me with that uh. On a personal level, friend to friend level, that that you ain't from Dallas stuff, I kind of look at you different, right? Let's say for whatever reason, doing all these podcasts, all this, and uh, Kim, you become the next Oprah. If we still friends, still whatever, and you be like, nah, I, I never, I never lived in Mesquite. I'm gonna be like, really? I'm gonna look at you. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I don't know what you talking about. I've been a Dallas chick since since. I'm like, no. Is he from Syracuse? From at any point was he like in Syracuse? He's from Dallas. He's from Dallas. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I I don't understand. If okay, you talked about being wanting to be associated with the winning team. Who was from Syracuse? White Who? people. And if white people so? ain't, I mean, white people won ain't a championship right in now, 03. I mean, come on. Okay, I'm not trying to be the whole coon, to... but I'm just saying if you want to, I mean. There is a bunch of wealthy white people, Syracuse, Hope, Manhattan, all that. It's I mean, hip hop. Okay, hip hop is hip hop. But then again, not... but then again, you you just said he's trying to lane change. I mean, if we talking about country music or any other genre, I mean, Dallas really is good for dance music and you know more of the country and rock music.
we know, we all know, and we're present for the moment that Dallas Hip Hop had. So, in the early 2000s, it was about Dallas Hip Hop locally. It was on the radio. Uh, Your favorite artists from Dallas were out and about passing out CDs. You could dap them up. Like, you heard heard their mixtapes. Remember we yeah. ran into Tum Tum at that concert that time? Yeah. yeah. Like, the cool kids. They were yeah. out here. Big Tuck. My, yeah. my sister met Big Tuck plenty of times. They were out here. They were getting gas or whatever, and you could, like, chop it up. And, and, and hell, people people low-key forget Beyonce from Houston. Like, people because really forget that. Because so, her, her star Persona, is so beyond yeah, Houston and yeah, beyond Texas. Texas. It's really beyond America because she is global. But, like... Okay, Hip Dallas had its moment with these artists like Tom Tom, Mr. Pookie, Mr. Lucci, you know, the whole DSR, all of that in middle school. In high school, it was about like boogie music. It really was. And so that. Which was stolen by a lot of artists. Yeah. Shout Kelly out Cal- Shout out Kelly. Yeah. All we of, all, all know the they, slang, they had literally people talking about, hey, I thought the, de- I thought the uh, Dougie came from. California. No, like, no, no, no. We we've been on this man, for we, years we, before they man, got to it, man. So it's no, nah, I ain't gonna tell their story. Anyway, you go. So like we we've had mo- we've had big moments. The DOC didn't really claim Dallas, Not but at all. he was like the main writer for NWA in the eighties. Like we've had moments, but do y'all think we will ever have a consistent time? in hip-hop where we are up there with like uh atlanta with la do you see with what's happening in the climate of local hip-hop now what do you see well for Um, oh go ahead no 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 no. for a brief period i can't really besides erica badu we had basically the same genre music we was gonna make we's making club music Mm -hmm. then what happened when cert closed down True. No more club music. That was kind of the hub for all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the hub to ratchetness, too. <laughs> Don't forget uh, that. But, I mean, you can't separate it. You can't okay. separate it New Year's, it that Dallas one year, Cirque. Oh, Jesus Christ. He almost died. <laughs> Y'all uh, almost died. <laughs> yeah, because you peeled off. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shut up, Boosie. <laughs> I'm a ride, not you die, can't, friend. You can't say Boosie without ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we... Like, we, we you can't separate the boogie the boogie movement from Dallas hip hop history. It was there. Like people try to downplay it and stuff, but it was it affected change in hip hop. People were making dance songs because of us throughout the country, especially in Atlanta. So I mean, whether I mean, you like I mean, it or not, I mean, yeah, was, but, yeah, but you have to put it in perspective because uh, just like he said, Cirque was our Dallas hub. And in Atlanta, they hook. That's literally what it is. It's a hub where people from all of Georgia, South Carolina, and a few in New York and all them other places come to get their music put on. True, because uh, artists do do that. Because my one cousin, I think I'm interviewing for my podcast. I just need to set it up right. That uh, he came from Virginia to, to Dallas, and I've seen more success from his music down here in Dallas than in Virginia. So sometimes that move is necessary. And also with Ricky, he from Dallas, he had to move to California. And as soon as he moved to California, he, uh, he, he get to be on the BET awards pre-show. It's been a few so, people who did yeah. that. Uh, I love JT or whatever his name is now. Yeah. The guy who was from brain gang with, uh, uh, blue, the misfit. Yeah. He moved to California. He start, He was writing. He wrote on Compton on uh, Dr. Dre's last album. So, like, that's the thing that I don't understand. So, if you're like me, if you're listening and you, you really love what's happening here in, in local music, you know that there are so many really talented local artists. But the infrastructure is not there, in my opinion, to make Dallas bigger than what it is. We have these different pops. Like, for instance, there's a local artist named Sensei Blue. I don't know if y'all heard of him. Sensei Blue has a song called On the Map. I think this came out, like, some months ago. Mick Jenkins 
heard it and remade it with Bad Bad Not Good, which is like a collective from uh, Toronto, and made the dopest remake of On the Map. in North Dakota. She lives in my lap. She hit me from her Motorola. I told her, FaceTime me on your iMac. I want to be her nigga. Cause she's always in Tommy Hilfiger. She know my passport got the stamps. Stamps like I'm an envelope licker. She lives in Arizona. I told her drink more water. She lives outside the matrix. I told her I'm a martyr. On the map, we be everywhere and nowhere, all over the map. I'ma find her, I'ma go there, I'ma bring her back. I'ma damn near have a show there. People do that all the time. Like, I mean, it's hip hop. It's well, now let me take that back. It's music to where sample this, take a piece of well, this, no. and then and then the person, and then because let's be honest, we know our producers' names, we know the artist name, we know the company's their name, but we don't know the artist. We don't know the uh, the uh, the A and R people. Yeah. We don't we don't know them. And like you said, they could be from Dallas and want to tell their story, but. Sometimes you got to go with the winning team. That's true, but but what I'm saying is, like, it's hard for a Sensei Blue to take the the uh, the popularity from what Mick Jenkins did and, like, get that home run yeah, and get himself, like, on a higher plateau and, like, kind of ride the coattails off of that. Like, where else do you go from there when you're from Dallas and there's not really a whole lot to propel you forward. Well, that goes back to what, uh, well, let's combine what me and you said, where the infrastructure is not there. And then, two, sometimes you got to leave to make it. And most people ain't willing to make that, that leave. And then, and the infrastructures are set up now for artists to literally do it on their own. But then again, like you said, you still need that platform to speak from so everybody can see you and hear you. Because uh, David Banner, he was homeless he literally saved up a thousand dollars, got a CD, then off of them CDs he made ten thousand. Then he bought a van, then then uh, round up five hundred dollars, sold some more CDs, had a studio in that van and somewhere where he could sleep, and then he and then he got his record deal. Damn, like I, I said, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, people aren't aren't one people get in survival mode, and when they do make it, it's Oh, it's like okay, I made it, gotta go. Yeah, and then, and that goes back to the whole, uh, you know, building infrastructures for yourself and platforms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once somebody make it, like a doc or, uh, or somebody else, they literally don't have time to set up the infrastructure for the next person, mm-hmm. or they don't care at all to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so now you got all these dope artists nowhere to go so they have to leave because if you go to california if you go to new york if you sure as hell go to atlanta or or florida they already have some of those things just set up for you ready to go right so and then nowadays like uh bryson tiller literally bryson tiller uh saved up his money because he was a uh uh working for uh papa john's damn he's working for papa john's his mama's baby mama put him out yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, saved saved up for his laptop, saved up for all the mics and all that, and then made his album. So what? like, So like the I The latest s- one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all produced by him. That's all Damn. him. Damn. 
Like I said, like I said, but then again, because he's from Kentucky. But then, okay. exactly. Yeah. And then, and then when I know we like Kentucky ain't got nothing, but Chicken. but then again, even though that even Dallas do have something, you have to be like, okay, we got all this talent. How we push it forward? Like you remember back in the day when we had Flavor TV? Yes. When we had uh, Freestyle Fridays on the radio, and yes. like new people had their chance to. At least be heard through the city. Yes, they cut those back and forth. They cut, they cut, sir. They cut those avenues. Matter of fact, even back when you remember when I used to have the whole dance, uh, the uh thing on TV where yep. like Dallas dancers yep. could come and get yep. their shine. I remember that. I remember at that. At the Flavor TV. Yeah, yeah. at yep. the Flavor TV, so they had the, the little TV. dance off. I My homeboy, that show y'all homeboys from Skyline used to uh go. And then they had American Idol come through. So you had so many different uh, avenues. But now each one got yanked. And there's only like a few left. And the, the only reason why I kind of like Apple uh, TVs, because like, with, you know, like us with podcasts and uh, novels and other uh, and music, you can definitely uh, create your own platform. So if you do get stuck, quote unquote, in your own city, you got other uh, revenues to at least build up your po- uh, your popularity, right. then move, right. then uh, ascend. Right. So that that uh, takes me to my next point. So back when we were in middle school and high school and college, sort of, a little bit, like the very beginning, for me at least, there were outlets that celebrated what Dallas was doing. And... It seems like right now it is so sparse. Like there are are different entities that try to put things together every once in a while, but it's like nobody knows about them. This group only knows about these people. That group only knows about those people because there's nothing that really brings Dallas together like Flavor TV did, like the different segments on the radio did when they were playing like local music. Yeah. What do you think happened? Because I think around 2005, six. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Like 2006, I saw a shift where we used to hear nothing but like local hip hop artists. And then maybe some people from, from Louisiana, maybe some people from Houston. Now. That shift was at the 2000, around 2009. That stopped. Yeah, now so you don't hear nobody. Well, let's nobody. Well, let's well let's put it in perspective. Um, radio is whether we want to admit it or not, it's slowly dying. Like I listen to podcasts and, and Apple and Apple uh, Music and Spotify True. and all that way more. Then we got YouTube. So True. if we want to see our favorite artists, we can see literally everything our favorite artists did without the radio. With the radio back in the day, radio was the only way that unless you bought the CD yep. or seen them on TV. To know everything about your favorite artist, you either had to get a newspaper or you had to uh, buy the album or you literally had to go do a meetup sure. or something like that. But sure. now, now I could just look on my phone. And, like, matter of fact, um, and, and I'm going to get back to this. I remember it was my friend uh, Jennifer's birthday and I went looking for all of Erica Badu's albums. I literally just... Turned on my phone, click it, and it gave me all the locations that had her Damn, music really? and had all her events in the city. Cool so enough. it was like a fun, a scavenger hunt. But at the same time, it it was already the revenue was there. I just had to ask, and it was right in front of me. Versus yeah. in the past, where you had to go looking for everything. Yeah. Because I remember I was in middle school, and they was like, "Hey man, you listen to the DSR? Who's them?" I literally had to go look uh, yeah but you had to find somebody with then, the mixtape and then i remember this because it wasn't that long ago because it was a little bit after i graduated in 08 uh that uh they used to have huge conferences in dallas hey man here's all the all the producers like because this this is what atlanta does all the time i don't know if they still do it but they used to do it real hard in the early 2000s was Hey man, we're gonna have a music conference. All you rappers, producers, people who sell music equipment, people who's on the radio, come here. Yeah. We're having a conference. Yeah. We're gonna get this together. We may not like each other, but we're gonna get this together. Yeah. And that attitude is slowly but surely dying. Right. Cause like you said, I mean, you might wanna help, cause like me, uh, that's literally why me and you met up. You got a podcast, I got a podcast. I wanna be heard, you wanna be heard. Two miles work better than one. Yeah. Let's do this. But even if I am like that, 
if I'm climbing and I'm close to the top, it's hard for me to reach back down, try to grab you to pick so we both can go. Mm, I disagree okay. wholeheartedly. Okay. You when you're when you're up there, you have an even bigger platform to be like, hey, I know you. I know you fuck with me. This is this is who I'm bringing on. This is who you should be listening to. Well, it well it it depends. I, cause what do you I, mean? It depends because I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just feel like um, it depends on who's going with you. Because uh, you can't co-sign certain people, even though you love them. You know, you know your homeboy who's you know about to be forty, still got his 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 first mixtape. I know. I'm I mean, not talking but, about people who are like obviously trash. I'm talking about like people who you know have the potential to be um be great. Why are you not trying to put them in a position to be up there like that? Well, I mean, well, first thing first. Um, one thing I learned about reading The Prince uh, from uh, Machiavelli is um, when people get power, they they tend to hold on to that power and don't want to share it. And some and Imagine you coming from Pleasant Grove, Oak Cliff, South Dallas, bottom of the bottom, and you starting to see millions, or you see the possibility of it in a revenue. Then, I don't care how uh, close your friendships are or how good the people might be, because they clearly might be good. It, it goes from friend decisions or let me help the next person decisions up to business decisions. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, like hypothetically, let's say. My podcast started getting uh, a thousand, twenty five thousand, a million hits a month. Mm-hmm. If I hit you up, I know I could co sign you to to get the job done. Mm-hmm. You, Serenity, my other people I've met doing this podcast and thing, I can co sign because I see them doing the work on in front of me, behind me, yeah, and the finished product. Yeah. Now, like, like, like X right here, he said he can rap. I don't know if I can co-sign him because I never heard it. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying he can't rap. No, no. Am I being disrespectful, brother? No, I can't. I, okay. I, literally can't, I can't. I can't co-sign whether whether uh, he can rap or not. If he come up to me with a CD and I just opened up my record label and I can only take so many, <laughs> and I can only and I can only I can only take so many risks. I mean, I can't. I can't. I'll be like, hey, bro, I can't co-sign you right now, but get your heat up and then come back. I, this li- and the and the fucked up thing is, if anybody knows me, I'm a help a, p- a person out type person. Yeah. If I can, if I can spend time with you helping with a podcast, if I can, you know, just speak with you and, you know, we breathe off of each other's positivity. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to go twice the mile for people I don't even know. Right. So, but when it comes to business and making sure, like you said. Those engines to where pe- people can come behind me, and and have a a ladder for all of us, mm-hmm. or a better way for me and mine, and then they will help other people because most of the people I know are generous people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just that crazy because at the end of the day, I'll, I'm willing to do damn near anything for my people, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I mean, you got to make sure the ladder is set to where. You can get up, your friends can get up, and the other people who's coming behind you. Because if you do a shitty job going up, then nobody else gets to come. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing. Because opportunity is fickle. You only come every blue moon, and if you fuck it up, then nobody can come behind you. True. Or you could get it and then close the gate behind you. True, that's true. So it, it's a trickle thing. And only people, and there's only a few people I know with a certain type of character that make a ladder for everyone. That's true. Well, you told me a whole life story in a few shorts. All the while I never knew the tone of your voice. A half an hour I ramble along way too much. Along with my own thoughts. Enough is enough. There's a plain way to call it, but it's never that obvious for me.
So we're gonna wrap this segment up, and we are going to go into I guess what what is the elephant in the room right now? Um. So I know all of you guys are aware uh, of what happened in Dallas um, a couple nights ago. And there were so many things that were kind of, um, it was like a spider web. Like there were different things connected to this one occurrence. There was the protest. There was the the guy with the rifle who was mistaken for a suspect. There was the other suspects who miraculously disappeared. Like <laughs> there were, I mean, there was so much that occurred from this one occurrence. And if you're not aware, there were other shootings that happened around the country. Um, people who were, I guess, tired of what, what's been going on in, in uh, with the police brutality against minorities. And there have been other shootings of police across the country. I had a conversation with my mom, my grandma and my little sister and it was kind of a um, surreal moment because it was like three different generations having a conversation about something that you would think it would be done by now in 2016 or not necessarily done, but wouldn't be as much of a, a, a issue. And we all were kind of comparing notes on all of our experiences and, and what could kind of drive somebody to do the things that this guy did. Um, Micah for those of you who don't know, went to Horn, which is the same high school I went to. And um, we weren't, like, close friends or anything by any means. But I've had a few conversations with him, and I saw him around school every day. Um, I, I knew what – I won't say I knew what type, what type of person he was or that I, I don't know that this was capable – that he was capable of doing something like this. But I know lots of people who said he they don't really feel like he was capable of doing something like this because – I know lots of people who were close to him. I know people who are fit, who are his family. So I guess I sit here kind of in shock about what has ha- occurred. But more so, more than shock, I am disheartened a bit. Because the the biggest reaction I've been getting is this outpouring of, of sympathy for the lives of these police officers. And all these flags that have staff. There's a humongous flag that was high uh, that was um, raised by, I think, the fire firemen in the area that I'm in right now. Like, so many people are so like heavy-hearted about this, but when innocent black people get killed all the time, you do not get the same reaction. So I guess the emotion I feel right now the most is. I guess sadness I feel ostracized and I know lots of other people feel the same way and so I don't know how much we can really rehash what has happened or the occurrences or you know our feelings about it because obviously we're all outraged but do you think that there's any merit to some of the things that I've been hearing some people think that it didn't that it was staged some people think that this is kind of a ploy to kind of get Black Lives Matter out of there. Some people think that this is like a way to fuel a race war, to start martial law. Like I don't hear too many people giving any sort of credence or credibility to these these thoughts. I think everybody has their own opinion and I don't hear this really allowed space at all just because they feel like they're they're going to be um insensitive to the people who lost their lives i think this is just speculation and and the sharing of opinion so i just want to open the floor to see if i think that there's anything like that i don't necessarily believe that um i really don't know what i believe anymore to be honest but what what are y'all's thoughts my thoughts is you know i agree with you i don't really know what to believe but i'm you know what type of person i am i'm type person i wouldn't put nothing past anybody Hmm. what you it's just it's amazing to me how all this stuff is going on, and then it's just the timing of everything. Remember those exercises they were doing with the military? Yeah. When theoretically they was, you know, practicing martial law. Makes you wonder what's coming next. Yeah, it's true. Darnell? Um, I don't trust people with power flat out because mm-hmm. there's 
there's no we're in a mental state where we know bad stuff is happening on every level and we don't speak on it. Mm-hmm. And if we do speak on it, they know take out that one person or get that one person out of there, take away their outlets. Cause, uh, I, I even saw Facebook, you know, uh, delete some posts. Yeah. And people got sent to Facebook deal for talking about <laughs> this. And now all of a sudden, which I've seen on my timeline, Oh, Facebook puts Black Lives Matter in the front office, but they'll delete Black Lives Matters and stuff off the website. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I don't trust anybody who has power because uh, the one rule of power is keep it at all costs. Yeah. Um, and the second rule is if you don't have power, get power by any means necessary. Yeah. So, you got to respect both of those rules. Yeah, I I agree with I agree. I agree with some of that. Uh, actually, I agree with most of that. I just think that um, it's going to take us a while to kind of unpack everything that's happened. I'm waiting for there there to be more released. They're still trying to dig into to Micah's life and read his manifesto, which mm, uh, <laughs> I just... Why do I feel that's about to be screwed? Because everybody keeps mm-hmm. keeps a manifesto of uh, their most personal yeah. thoughts. Yeah. I mean, really. Let's I mean, Matt Favre wrote mine yesterday. I mean, really? <laughs> Let me drop um, mine off at the Goodwill so somebody right. find <laughs> Niggas are I dropping just... mixtapes and manifestos. <laughs> Picture that. The manifesto of Maze of <laughs> Like, did you know in third grade he did this? Because like, I've been I mean, keeping well. I'm like, how, you, how you had this full report from people who's dead? I don't trust anybody who, quote, unquote, has the dead man's full story. I'm like, like, uh, with, uh, like with this story, uh, I hate to be that guy, but we didn't see the policemen's bodies who were dead. We didn't see all that. But when black people die or, quote, unquote, resisting arrest. On oh, the they, front page of a newspaper. They can't wait to show it. Yeah. Oh no. Hey, hey, rewind. Uh and them getting shot in their chest. Ooh. Yeah. I hate seeing those videos. I on don't Facebook. think that they should be able to put those anywhere. That should be illegal. That should be illegal. Um, with that being said, you guys, uh there we can all we all have opinions about what's happened and last but not least, I definitely want to give my condolences to all all the police who were killed, but also give my condolences to the families um, of everyone who's been lost this year, because we seem to to brush that under the under the rug once a new story comes up, because that's all they are stories. Um, take care of yourselves. Do whatever makes you happy. Pull away from some of this at some point, so you don't get bogged down by it, because it will it will bring you down if you let it. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, at Levin Lamar on Twitter and Facebook. Um, my name is Kim Diggs. Y'all be easy. Gave her hope when her sweet grandma was safe, yeah.